You're listening to Episode 4, Part 2 of the Kimberly Shiro Series with Natasha Short and Auntie Daisy Howard. It is quite amazing, like it is a very hard thing to describe, but our country does bring us so much. Yeah. Um, what is it? I don't know. Like, we feel so comfortable there. Yeah. I went camping. Yeah. Just me and my friend, well, she's a white woman. Yeah. And she had her little daughter. Yeah. And I had the two little girls, Claudia and Taylor, and I was losing their mum. Yes. We just went out to three days camp ourselves. At Caroline Pool? Mm. Wow. It was so peaceful? Yeah, it was lovely. Wow. She loved it too, and I, you know. And at that time, yeah. we rang up all the bullets to go and if we could visit. Yeah. Just explain a little bit that I grew up there. Yes. And I want to bring my granddaughters back there just to show them that, you know. And she was so nice. She said, yeah, come out here, Daisy. I gave her the name, you know, my yeah. name. Yes. So we went out there, had a really nice time there. Yeah. And I just explained a little bit to the girls, you know. Yeah. This is where I grew up, but that house is not the house that was there, you know. They had another white, another house. Yeah. The managers, you know. But then I walked around and she was all right. She asked me for this, what was there and what was there. So I still knew that and I told her. Yeah. And then my grandkids couldn't get over it. I just showed them where the dormitory was, you know. And there's a building there, there I think the quarters maybe for... Well, we didn't go there, but I just showed them where, what area, you know, it was. And... It was such a nice, you know, I thank her for doing that. I said, coming back here is like coming back home sometimes, you know. Yeah, very emotional. Yeah. So, like, I've got a lot of respect for that place, you know. We had a lot of memories, childhood memories around there. Yeah. Yeah. But our thing was going bush, getting bush tucker, going to walking miles and miles. Yeah. And any bush tiger would go and go digging for Junda, you know, yeah. things like that. Yep. We just enjoyed that life there. Yeah. Because there was no one telling us our home time, there's something there to eat. It was just really rough kind of upbringing, you know, really. Rough and ready? Yeah, rough and ready, probably. Yeah. Do you think that, you know, in a way, growing up almost like in an orphanage, really? Yeah. That makes it difficult for you in how then you, when you have your own children, maybe this has been the experience of others as well. I don't know if this is your experience or not, but other mothers who've gone on to have children, yeah, they they struggle a little bit to nurture their children because no one is nurturing them. Yeah. So how can you how can you do something or be something that no one was for you? Well, that's what even I think of that. Say yeah. you know. Yeah. I did. Well, I'm, I give that sort of little experience even to my own children, you know. Yes. I said there was no one there for me and I couldn't turn to anybody. Yeah. What I was going through, I just had to live with it. Yeah. And whether I get over it or, or not, you know. Yeah. But mainly, a lot of times I just get over it. Yeah. I don't know how it was. Someone was looking after me most probably. But, you know, I can talk about a lot of things today and I'm always trying to help somebody else. If, yeah. You know? Yeah, so like, Annie Daisy, when I look at, you know, people, like humans really interest me and I think about how some people have had bad experiences in life and having adversity and having hardship 
is a part of the human experience. We all have hardships in our life and that's what makes us stronger. Yeah. But what is so interesting to me is how some people can have or two people can have a very similar experience and one goes to the left completely, yeah. they go worse. Yeah, sure. And one goes to the right. Right. And like you have had things happen to you, but you're very conscious now with your children to praise them up, to tell them yeah. you love them. Yeah. You know, you've taken that road where, well, I I want to show my family I love them. Yeah. And they return that love to you. Yeah. So w- what was there, you know, to to yeah. help you to maybe go down that road? Because yeah. bad things have happened. Bad things happen. Yeah. And they still, you know, I still think of things like that. But it yeah. doesn't affect me anymore. But yeah, I feel strong that I can still talk about it. Yes. And it's like I can talk like I'm telling another story, but I can tell that sad thing. Yes. But it's like not affecting me so yes i don't know but at least i know i keep the memory you know yeah of family yeah and you know like this is things too that are what i did like i went to melbourne for my daughter's wedding yep you know my son got married up that way and i got you know like i traveled to families you know yep i wanted to be there teen i go up i should go up and down there yep so i'm always have that connection with my kids yeah in some way you know yeah, and maybe you focus on the positives now. Yeah. Maybe those negatives, you can remember them. You know that they're there, but yeah. they're not dominating you, right? No, nothing. You're focused on the positive and, and yeah. the good things of life. Yeah. Um, what, what have been some of the really difficult things that you've had to co- overcome in your life? Apart from marriage, you know, I just sort of got over that piece. It wasn't really anything to... It just happened and... You know, I, I just look at it, well, if they don't care about you, you just don't worry about it. Yeah. That's it. And yeah. the, really, it was hard because I, I was left with no money. Yeah. Hardly food we had. I was growing up my kid very hard. But how how were you getting support at that time then? How how were you raising 11 kids on your own? One stage, we were just living off ration. Wow. Mm. Really? Yes. But we managed, you know. I didn't see that as a... Not, not no hope. It was like, you know, it was, if I would feel it like it was, what, why are we getting rationed, you know, waves, you know. So it wouldn't, didn't make, pull me down to anything. It sort of made me feel that I want to do something, you know. So yes. I kept, and yeah, we left with nothing. And then my eldest son went away to school and things happened. When he came back for his first holiday from school, we just seen everything like that. So that really affected me in a way. Yeah. So he just went and told, you know, whoever was in charge of everything, he just said, I can't go back to school. I just want to work and help my family, brothers and sisters. So that's what he did. Wow. To bring a bit of money into the house, you know. So your own children yeah. started helping you with the responsibilities, the older yeah. ones. Yeah. Till yeah. we started getting money, but it's just living off ration. It's very, very hard, but... Well, like for me, I'm not a person that will go anywhere, and I'm just a home person. Yes. So you were happy with simple things in life? Yeah, yeah. I was just happy, yeah, that's it. Yeah. Like I wasn't a going out person, so he didn't like leave the kids there and go. Yeah. It was never like that. It was me with the kids all the time. Yeah. Wherever, yeah. Yeah. That's why I always say I'm very, my kids are very close to me, you know, or I'm close to them because... I never let go. Absolutely. No. I had no family support from the other side. It was just myself. Yeah. Yeah. 
Wow, you're a very strong person on your daisy. Mm. So, you know, you've had some hard things happen in your life and you talked about your, your marriage that sort of came to an end and leaving you as a single mother. But you've also had the death of your children. Yeah. You know, one of them by suicide. Now, across the Kimberley, we have a lot of challenges that we're dealing mm. with, a lot of things. And, and a lot of that comes from the impacts of colonisation. Yeah. And the people are still trying to get on top of things that have happened yeah. from the past, you know. And, and so there's a, we've got a high suicide rate across yeah. the Kimberley and that, that's affected your family directly. So, and I know that you do a lot of work now or you are involved with suicide prevention work a little bit in, in Broome, is that correct? Yeah, but I just go there for support, you know, like for anything. Like just yeah, to so CAMS does a lot of work in the yeah. area of suicide prevention in the Kimberleys. Yeah. And you are, are, are a support for them in that work. Yeah. So you're a bit of an advocate too against, you know, yeah. um, suicides. So how, how have you, in t- you know... That experience of you losing a child in that way. Yeah, well, I lost a a son and a granddaughter. Yes, both. Yes, that's right. Yeah, so before I went to these, like this mob here, like, because I was with the other ones up in uh, town there. Yeah. You know, Simon and all that mob. So I had to go there to them, just sit with them and, you know, want to feel good, you know, like comfortable, talk to other people. Yes. And to me, that was probably real healing, you know. That's how I seen it. Yeah, that was healing for yourself yeah. to help out in those things? Yeah. Wow. And then myself, it, I don't know, it just made me strong. Like, even at home myself, you know, never think of anything. I'd just yeah. keep on doing what I had to do. But I'm there for support. And all I say, if anyone wants to sit down and talk or yes. want to have a cup of tea or something, you know, I wouldn't mind if people come over. Because I'm myself anyway, you know. Yes. Sit down and talk to me. Oh, yeah. If you'd they be, want to. Yeah. yeah. Well, you'd have a lot of your family just dropping in and having a cup of tea, wouldn't yeah. you? Yeah. I mean, if you're at home all the time and you've got all your family there, yeah. that's a lot of people to come around and yeah, and catch up and have a chat. I'm yeah. sure that a lot of, you know, suicide support can be given yeah. um, just by talking to people. That's it. Helping, well, helping I them did express a little, themselves. I did a little thing there and I just said, my my own healing was my family yeah, and friends, you know, that you just keep talking to people, you know. Yeah. And at home then, myself, what I do is I feel it's like healing for myself. Yeah. You know, and... Keep myself busy. Yeah. I don't have time to sit and think, you know. Well, I do have time to sit down, but I don't really think of anything. So, But as long as I'm busy, I feel good too, you know. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I miss my children, you know, the ones gone, but there are time for me to think about them. Yeah. And sometimes people, you know, like I know some people say it's been, it happened a long time ago. Yeah. But it doesn't matter what time it happened. Yeah, I've heard people say that. It's still that. a family. It's still, you know. Some, yeah. 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 And it's the way it is, it's the way you deal with it. Yeah. You know, if um, to tell you, I don't know what really make me strong. What I do, I go to the cemetery and I clean up all the time. You go there? Yeah. Yeah. And I sit for a little while, you know. Yeah. Think. But it sort of just made me strong to walk away, you know. Like when I walk away, yeah, I'm feeling right, yeah. But um, 
Yeah, yeah, I know it's hard. And some, it's not everybody feel like that, you know. A lot of people just feel it, you know. You don't have to fight against it. You just, I don't know, I just think, like sort of, I'm not saying, if I think, sit down and think about them, I'll think about them, and that was my time to think. Yes. And that's it, you know. Yes. But um, if they're... You can't never forget, that's the thing, because they've been children around your house. They've been like any other. Yes. You know, and you did a lot of things with them. Yes. So it's not a thing that can just go away from you. You yeah. always think of it. So did you, have you ever found yourself in depression in your life? No. No. Some people did get into depression yeah. if they maybe really... Well, I don't really know any days. Maybe some people... I you think know. some people, I, you know, do get into that. I'm not, you yeah, know, yeah. saying it. But, and then I think some people just feel their own way of dealing with things, you know. Yes, yes. Might be a good way for them. And so you found your way. Yeah. So, and you avoided depression. You found yeah. your own way yeah. to work, walk through that, yeah. those experiences, which are, which are very, yeah. um, very sad. Yeah. But like you said, you you think about it when you think about it. You're there when you're cleaning up the graveyard. Yeah. But other than that, you've got a lot of your other family yeah. to almost keep you busy. Yeah. Keep you, you know, doing stuff, keeping you active. Yeah. You know, so you don't have time to overthink or dwell heavily. No, nothing. On those those horrible experiences, you know, because yeah. they are they are extremely sad. Yeah. Um, and you think about, I don't know what you what how you feel about alcohol in our communities because that's had a devastating effect on our people. Yeah. You know, and, and alcohol wasn't even probably really around when you were in your youth. No, it wasn't. It wasn't something that was there. No. Well, how do you see it? Have you seen a big impact of alcohol or or what? Yeah, What's your yeah. story? You know, destroying families, not destroying, but, you know, like families. Yeah. And it's just too, like it's different from my growing up and I never had any alcohol around us, you know. Yeah, it's like every generation is dealing with um, a different set of challenges. So, for example, when you were growing up and being raised, at that time, there were a lot of policies of the day that were allowing for Aboriginal people to be controlled. That's that's a simple way of putting it. Um, And so... You know, there were challenges there, right? Because people didn't have citizenship rights. You know, yeah. they had formal citizenship rights in 1967. Um, but there, there were things that were going on that was challenging at that time. The stolen generation was taking place. Um, there were some hardships. Now yeah. that era has has moved on. There's been a change. And now we're dealing with, no, we don't have those policies anymore. We're not grappling with those things. But now we've got new things, new challenges that weren't they weren't in place 50 years ago. No, you know now yeah. we're dealing with high suicide. We're dealing with alcohol and drug um, addictions and and yeah. abuse. You know, so it's like a different generation, but different things are happening to help us. You know, to not help us, but to that force us. Yeah, to try and work out how do we get better as an Aboriginal community, as an Aboriginal population. Yeah, you know, what are some of those things that you've seen? between you being a young woman to now, what have you seen? What's some of the good, maybe some of the bad? Well, you know, first thing I know, alcohol is a big problem. problem. And uh, and I think when people get sad too, I think they'll go back to drink or something like, you know, yeah. to yeah. forget there. Maybe yeah. it's like that. I don't know, I've just seen that sort of 
yeah. thing, you know. Yes. And they can't really get themselves out of that, you know. Yeah. If they feel sad, if they feel yeah. missing someone, family, things like that. They're using it maybe as a he- yeah. bit of a healer for themselves. That's how I see it. They're using it as a yeah. healing or whatever. They, they don't realize you know? it makes more problems the next day. Yeah, or they don't really want to think about it, you know. Yeah. But if you, you're right mind and you just keep thinking about it and then trying to get over it. Yes. It's not easy, but maybe that, that is a help, that kind of, you know. Yes. Instead of keep going to it, it's just making you getting bad and bad, just going for yeah. alcohol, you know. Yeah. And we didn't have that experience. We didn't. That's one thing we didn't have. Yeah, yeah. And I think it was pretty easy for us to yeah. get over things, you know, Yeah, in our right mind. But, yeah, I've seen it bad. I mean, it's really sad, too, you know. But uh, especially with families, you know, because family to me is a really big thing, really big. Yeah. Um, I just love watching families with, you know. Yeah. I feel happy watching a parent with their children. Yes. Well, we didn't have that, but we were parent to our children, you know. Yes. Well, we didn't have own parents. Yes. But that in the end, that wasn't, yes. uh, you know, that wasn't that thing at the time. It just yes, nothing. Tell us about uh, a little bit more about. We talked earlier about your your experience of being a stolen generation, and how you and Bill had been taken away because you were the fair skinned, yeah. and that was, was what was happening. But. Tell us about going back and reconnecting to family now, because at some point you become an adult, you become aware that the, you had been told lies as a child, yeah. and you'd been taken away. They tricked you to hop on the back of the truck, and suddenly they, yeah. you know, put you in a new place, you know, foreign place. Yeah. What was it like to go back and find people like Ani Minyengali, you know? Mm. And what was that connection? How did that, how did that fill you up, you know? Yeah. Well, the first time that I met her was one time we were travelling, we were going to Wyndham, oh, not really Wyndham, but to Bow River where my brother was working. Yes. I was going to see him. Yeah. Bill. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then we pulled up in Halls Creek outside the old, in the Halls Creek store. It was a shop then in that corner shop. Yes. And there was this woman sitting outside. You wouldn't believe the story. When I was, yeah. She was sitting outside with two kids. Yes. And then I walked past her. Yeah. Walk into the shop, and I really don't know who this other person was. A woman walked out from the shop. Yeah, I think she knew me. Yes, and but she I made didn't the really connection. Know. Yeah, and she walked out, and she told that was Minyingali sitting there. Wow, with with Jono and Yvonne when they're little. Wow, and she told her, you know, that woman just partially walk in there. That's your sister. That's your sister. She, I heard this big screaming outside. Wow. Yeah. And it was her. So she had not recognized you? Yeah. You had not recognized her, but somebody who came out recognized the connection between both of you and and made you connect. Wow. So, you know, because we most probably didn't realize who was, you know, we met met up in Broome or wherever, you know. Yeah. And not realizing where they come from. Oh yeah, so she must have knew who I was. So well, that's that's part of the stolen generation story, where yeah. where now people don't know who they're connected to, yeah. right? So you can easily walk past your older sister, yeah. your blood sister, um, and not know who she is. Yeah. So that's how it was, and we. I didn't know how to really leave her, but I just 
upset all her. Yeah. She didn't want me to go. And I said to her, I've got to go and see the other brother, you know. And I'm on but my way back. But did she know Bill? Huh? Did she know Bill as well? Yeah, she knew. And oh, when, well, he, you know, he, when he left to work in Lansdowne Station, he used to go to Hall Street. Huh? Right. And he met up with Uncle Demon, you know. Yes. And things like that. Yeah. So he did meet up with her, she told me. But, And I said to her, I've got to just go up there, spend a couple of days, you know. Yes. And come back. So I've been traveling around looking for families, you know. Yeah. So that was in the 60s. Wow. Yeah, because when you're in the missions, you can't leave the place. Take that control over you, what you can't. So you, you know? ask to go out if you want to uh, go out? I just left Beagle Bay. That was it. Yeah, you just left. But but mm. if if you were to do it the way that you that they wanted you to do it, you would have asked permission to go. Is that correct? I would ask them, but I don't think they would. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So you just took a chance and left? Yeah. So then if I left, I went. Yeah. And then I seen my brother. Yeah. He was happy to see me because he said, it was really funny, me and Tina were talking about it, you know, because I had the kids in the car. And I said to Tina, remember when we went to Bow River? We didn't know the road, but there was a sign there. Yeah. Bow River. <laughs> we didn't realize that that was the old road. Right. And, and you got lost. the road up further, you know? Yes. So as soon as we seen the first sign, we all got excited. We just... Yes. And we were putting rocks under the car. Yes. To make the road level, you know? Yes. Up and down on, and yeah, Tina said, I remember that. And then when we came, it was getting late. It was getting night time now. When we came down, we came down to a sandy river. Yeah. No water in it, but sandy, you know? Yes. So we got bogged. Yes. And we could see lights up on the bank, you know, on the yes. thing. And you know who, it just happened so, like, miracle kind. Yes. There is my brother's house up there. Wow. And he went and got a couple of boys, not realizing who was there. Wow. To help him. He said, there's a car down there in the river, but we took the old crossing, you know, old yes. road. Yes. So they all came down. He didn't know who we were. And then he, he sort of, all the kids in the car, and he pull, he's pushing from the front. And the light was on, and I said, I started crying. I said to the kid, <laughs> I said, no, just look, Uncle there, I said, the car guy, you know. And the kid getting excited. Yeah. And then opened the window, and I called out. I had to, you know. Yes. <gasps> and he was so shocked yes. to see us. He didn't recognize Jimmy at all. Wow. But How long had it been since you had seen him, bud? He left Wiggle Bay. Wow, mm. that's and amazing. And then we, we were sitting, you know, then when we settled down, everything was at his house. He said, that's my house up there, you know. So we went there. He gave us the house to sleep, and he went to sleep in the quarters. Yeah. And then I said, no, we were talking next day, you know. And he said, no, I couldn't get back to you, he said, because I didn't find anything. I, I didn't want to tell you. Yeah. Because he had gone looking for your mum. Yeah. Well, for work, but also going into Hall Street, finding her. But he did find out whatever, you know. Yeah. And the fact was that she had died many, many years earlier. But you had no idea. You were In your mind, you were hoping that you might reconnect with your mother one day. Me and him used to live in hope in in Beagle Bay. We always talk about him and that gave us hope. Yeah. 
And he used to say, one of us got to go back, you know, and, find and look her. for our mum. And then when that happened, yeah. he was the one to go back. Yes. Because he just put his hand up straight away. He said, I want to go. Yes. Because he knew if we're going to stay there, we're going to be just locked down, you know. Yeah. But he had that opportunity to go. Did you, Ani Daisy, have any opportunity to connect with your dad? Was was he ever a big factor in, in this story? Nothing. How come? I don't know. So That's how it was. So today, do you know who your dad is? Huh? Well, it's in my... I should have bring my file to you, my welfare file. Yeah. They put his name there, but they didn't carry the name for us. So they reckon that in that paper, he's saying, like, they couldn't contact him... Yes. To give us the name, you know. The name being what? McAdam. It's McAdam. Wow. So, and then I said, oh, well, if that's the case, then he didn't really want us. Yes. So I'm not going to go looking for him, you know. Yes. So you never saw your dad? I'd never. I never want to even ask anyone, you know. Yes. My kids are back of it and saying, Mom, asked this, you know. I said, I can't. What really hurt me, I said, he didn't really want to, how come when they were trying to contact them, him? Yes. And he didn't, most always getting word from them, you know? Yes. How quick that was, but, yeah. But he was a white man? Yeah. Wow. Annie Daisy, it's amazing how all these little pieces of a jigsaw puzzle and we wouldn't know half of it. Yeah. Really, wouldn't we? Yeah, there's all different kind of, like... You don't get the straight story, so you've got to pick which one you think is the right one. Yes. And then they said, my father was a Chinese. Yeah. Chinese. I see like my brother was looked proper like Chinese. Yeah. Build it? Mm. Yeah. But that's the story from the older people then. You should tell them, yeah, yeah, they had this. It was a Chinese. We see, see them with, with mom, you know, with your mother. You know, there's a story from other people, you know. Yes. I, I couldn't sort of find out if it was really thing i just left it at that you know you know back in the day a lot of there was a lot of mixed blood yeah sort of unions but that was not a that was not an equitable thing that was not a um that was not whereby aboriginal women were in agreement with that relationship yeah. necessarily no that was something that uh just was forced upon them yeah, yeah. Oh, yes, yeah. That, that was the arrangement, wasn't yeah. it? it? There wasn't a lot of um, in, independent decision-making happening there. It was yeah. more about, well, I don't have a choice. Yeah. And so a lot of babies were born across the Kimberleys from these kind of unions. Yeah. And many people, for that reason, don't know their father. That's it. And had no relationship with their father. Yeah. That closeness was really with the mother. Yeah. Wasn't it? That that's it, yeah. That's why, yeah, I'm more close to my mother's family, you know. Like yes. I, I would rather go and look for my mother's family than I would worry yes. about him. Worry about you your know? father. Yeah. 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 That's amazing. There's a lot of things that have happened over the years, hey? Yeah. A lot of things. I think some of the kids that were there did find out, did find their fathers, you know. Yeah. Properly. Yeah. But for me, I just, when I read my file, I felt really upset, you know. I didn't, I said, that is not the right thing. I didn't want to keep reading it, you know. I just said, no. And you left it. Yeah. Join us for part three of Natasha's chat with Auntie Daisy Howard. 
Stay connected with us by following Kimberly Jiggers on all social media platforms, rate and review the podcast on iTunes, and share the podcast with your family and friends. 